Hello everybody and welcome to this week's podcast on the latest news from the Mediterranean. We'll uh, start with some news from Libya where dozens of persons went missing last week on the 19th. Local fishermen rescued 62 people in distress but dozens who went overboard were still missing and no state actor intervened. These deaths could have been prevented if authorities had reacted to the alerts. And then again, there was another shipwreck that occurred off Sfax, Tunisia. Probably uh, 50 migrants went missing. Survivors were 33, all from Bangladesh. They had departed last Sunday from Zuara, Libya. On the 20th of May, CI4 rescued 400 people on its first mission and uh, asked Italy for a safe port. Italian authorities have given permission to the charity vessel CA4 with over 400 rescued migrants on board to dock in the Sicilian port of Pozzallo. CIA criticized the decision, saying that another port would have been much closer. And again, more news on Italy and the European Union that have offered economic support to Tunisia in return for tougher efforts to stop migrants coming into Europe. Among the measures is a hotline for better exchange of information about illegal departures from Tunisia. This hotline is reportedly meant to accelerate the information flow between the two countries about irregular migrant departures from Tunisia. The efforts for greater collaboration come amid a spike in arrivals at Italy's Lampedusa Island in recent weeks and the feared drowning of more than 67 Europe-bound migrants into shipwrecks off the coast of Tunisia recently. We'll go to Spain. 6,500 of the migrants who arrived in Ceuta were already brought back to Spain. That is accusing Morocco of creating a migration crisis. The invoke reason? Madrid had offered hospitalization to the West Saharan Frente Polisario leader, Gali, and Morocco had opened its border to allow thousands of people to enter Ceuta in reaction to that. Moroccan Foreign Minister Nasser Bourita on Thursday blamed Spain for the diplomatic spat between the two countries and said mass migrant crossings from Morocco into the Spanish enclave of Ceuta were due to the weather and tired border guards. Morocco had appeared to loosen its border controls with Ceuta as thousands of migrants poured into the enclave a move widely interpreted as retaliation for Spain's hosting of uh, the Western Sahara independence leader. Then, speaking to Reuters, uh, Spanish news agency EFE and Moroccan new, uh, news agency MAP in a briefing, Burita warned that Rabat would take a more assertive stance than in the past, saying today's Morocco is not that of the past and Spain needs to understand this. Madrid had uh, called the influx of migrants a serious crisis for Spain in Europe and Spanish Defense Minister Margarita Robles accused Morocco of blackmailing Spain over the border issue. Spanish authorities have already ramped up security and have deployed troops to patrol the beaches of Ceuta, sending at least 6,000 of 8,000 migrants back to Morocco. Several human rights organizations have criticized Spain for acting hastily According to Amnesty International, there were about 2,000 unaccompanied children who had arrived in Ceuta since Monday, while Spanish authorities spoke of only about 1,500, about 800 of whom apparently are still on the ground there. 
According to Spanish sources, many of those sent back to Morocco had returned voluntarily. We'll go to Israel. Israel's security cabinet had approved last week a ceasefire to hold an 11-day bombardment of Gaza after days of international pressure to end the bloodshed. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's office announced the mutual and simultaneous ceasefire proposed by Egypt late last Thursday. A Hamas official confirmed the agreement, telling Reuters that the truce would start at 2 a.m. on Friday. In recent days, Israeli media has suggested the military believed its goals had largely been met and Hamas officials said a ceasefire was in reach. Until now, the ceasefire is still holding. Denmark. There have been several demonstrations and protests in 25 cities last week against the government's decision to revoke residence permits for Syrian refugees. Syria is still a not a not a, at all a safe country. Syria uh, will be facing elections, actually. The sham election on the 26th of May is designed to give the president a veneer of legitimacy at home and abroad. The last time Syria held presidential elections in 2014, there was no question over whether President Bashar al-Assad would win. But with the opposition forces in control, of the country's cities as well as the suburbs of Damascus, his future was still far from certain. Seven years later, after the regime's Russian and Iranian allies intervened and turned the tide of the war, most of Syria is now back under Assad's grip. On Wednesday, his citizens will return to the polling booths for a sham democratic display designed to give the president a veneer of legitimacy, both at home and abroad. This year's campaigning began after the Supreme Constitutional Court approved three out of 51 candidate applications a week ago. Abdullah Salum Abdullah, a former member of Syria's legislative authority, Mahmoud Ahmad Mari, who is uh, part of uh, UN-sponsored peace talks in Geneva, and Assad himself. An amnesty earlier this month for more than 400 civil servants, judges, lawyers and journalists detained in a crackdown on social media. Dissent has been widely viewed by rights activists and the loved ones of tens of thousands of detainees still missing in regime prisons as lip service to democratic norms before the poll. And with this last piece of news, we thank you for your attention.